This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code REALSIMPLE, that's one word, at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel, editorial assistant at realsimple.com and clueless 23-year-old, slowly figuring out how the adult world works week by week. As you know, the next few weeks are part of our Guide for Grads, dedicated to the class of 2015 and helping you sort out through those first few months after graduation. A few weeks ago, we talked about what it was like to move to a new city after graduation, because that was my experience. I moved to New York after graduating, and it was a huge adjustment. But I know that's not the case for everyone. Some people didn't move to a brand new place like I did. They moved back into their childhood bedroom. To me, that sounds like a dream come true. I would love to live with my parents rent-free with a fridge and pantry that's always magically filled with food, but I'm sure there's more to it than that. Since I didn't know firsthand, I reached out to some friends, coworkers, friends of friends to see what they had to say about moving home. Normally, every week we try to come up with a solution. I call in an expert, ask a few questions, try to get some answers. But when it comes to moving home, I wasn't really sure what the problem was since everyone's experiences are so different. And when people wrote to me, they had a lot of different things to say. They had frustrations. It's hard to be accountable to mom and dad after four years of freedom, but they acknowledged the perks, previously mentioned rent-free and free food. So this week, we're doing something different. We're not here to find an answer. We're just here to talk. I have stories from listeners to share with you, as well as two people here with me today in the studio, Becca Cordy and Bonnie Wertheim, both living at home, commuting to their jobs in NYC, who can talk through some of the pros and cons and tell us what this last year has been like. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Okay, so let's start with introductions, and we'll start with you, Becca. Why don't you tell everyone where you live, where you work, and what led to you living at home? Okay, I live in Westchester County, which is just north of the city. It's about a 30-minute train ride outside of Manhattan. I work at a law firm in Midtown, and I moved back to my childhood home because I didn't have a job upon graduation, and I knew I wanted to be in New York, and it just seemed like the most obvious decision at the time. Okay, Bonnie, your turn. Why don't you tell everyone about your job and your commute and things like that? Well, I'm an editorial assistant for the division of the New York Times that handles syndication. So that means the part of the company that deals with selling articles to other newspapers around the world. And, oh, I didn't tell you where I'm from. I'm from (laughs) Milburn, New Jersey, which is in Essex County. It's about 40 minutes via NJ Transit. And moving home was kind of like Becca said, a really obvious choice just because I didn't have a job also after graduation. I was still looking. I kind of knew that I wanted to stay home for at least six months after I did get a job just to save because like jobs in media don't necessarily pay that well. And I didn't know where I'd end up. So like I said, I've heard from a lot of people, not just you guys, that saving money is a huge perk. But obviously living at home comes with some big adjustments that I thought we would talk through a little bit today. From people who wrote in to me, Emily B., who lived at home in a Chicago suburb while job hunting, said, I love my parents more than anything, but family also has the extraordinary talent of finding and pushing your buttons. I certainly pushed theirs unfairly and took a lot of my frustrations out on them. Being home 
meant telling my parents everywhere I was going and really being on their schedule instead of my own. So it seems like there's this weird transition with moving back into your childhood bedroom, back under your parents' roof. And I remember, Becca, that you said to me, it felt very much like I was taking a step backward into my high school days as opposed to moving forward into the real world. So can you talk to me a little bit about that and how that transition was for you? Well, I feel like, you know, after graduation, you're supposed to move into the real world. You're supposed to be this big adult that gets your own apartment and has a job and has all these responsibilities. And... I have, you know, I have the full-time job. I have the nine-to-five. But at the same time, I still, when I come home, I feel like I'm 18 again. And I feel like I'm in high school. And I kind of felt like it was taking a step back for me as opposed to moving forward. You know, there has been big adjustments. I'm lucky that my parents are pretty chill and they don't, you know, they're not on my back about, it's not like high school where they're asking me where I'm going every second. But there is definitely that limitation, you know, there's cars, there's, we have to, you know, share cars, we have to kind of work logistics out that maybe you wouldn't have to think about if you were living on your own. Do you have a similar experience, Bonnie, since moving home? Do you feel like something else Emily said that I liked was it's about navigating how to live like I was in high school, but not behave like I was in high school. Does that sound familiar to you? I would say that the high school aspect of moving home really just, like, went away as soon as my high school friends started to disappear from my town. That's true. So when I got home in the summer, basically all of my best friends were still there. But pretty quickly, like, come August, they just, you know, started signing leases and moving to different parts of the United States. And Mm -hmm. that was when the high school fun factor kind of died. But one of the things I did to kind of like reframe my feelings about my childhood bedroom was take down all of the old pictures that I like had decorated my room with just because they were so outdated. I still had pictures of me with like, you know, former boyfriends from like many years ago just because like I forgot to take them down and they kind of like disappeared in this mass of like oh group pictures with all my friends at junior prom like oh weird how my date was my boyfriend and now he's not anymore. I came home and I like I hadn't even realized but there was just like a picture above my bed of like a basket of puppies and like (laughs) and I was like when was this here? <laughs> Why, how do I put this here? And so and it's I, like you put it there yeah, when you were 12. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I didn't even know this was here. And it's still here and I'm 22. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm still like purging a lot of stuff, like stuffed animal, yeah. babyish things. Uh-huh. And when you live with those things, you inevitably feel kind of like, you know, infantilized mm-hmm. by them. But... I'm bad at getting rid of things, which is why I'm trying to work toward this like spring cleaning, getting rid of my kid stuff mentality. I'm curious, sort of thinking about like the navigating how to live like you're in high school, but not behave like it. Like, do you feel like how was it dealing with, you know, we had roommates four years in college. Mm -hmm. And how is it when your parents are your roommates? What's that like? great. They uh, (laughs) make me dinner, which is something my other roommates didn't do. I enjoy my parents. I love my parents. It's great to have their company. But sometimes I don't want to like interact with them the way I interacted with my college roommates. Like when I would come home from class, I would be so 
ecstatic to kind of veg and watch TV and, you know, like catch up on the gossip. But I don't really want to talk to my mom about like the town goings on. Like I (laughs) am not that interested in that. And when I come home after work and I want to decompress, that's kind of the last thing that like I don't want to like have the hour chat with them. So that's been a little bit tricky. I feel like it must be similar to having roommates who you don't know that well in a way, mm-hmm. even though I know my parents super well with the whole, like, I don't always want to talk to you mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I can see that. Like, maybe you'll eat dinner in the same room, but, like, not always want to have, like, very deep conversations. But you can treat people who you know really well with that same kind of distance somehow, mm-hmm. I think. That's okay, because, like, you love each other <laughs> and you have just established, like, I need these boundaries. I, well, I also feel like when we were, mm-hmm. it's similar to when we used to come home from school and they would be like, how was your day? And you're like, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> like, what'd you, what'd you learn? Stuff about I learned things. <laughs> like, I'm sure that you come home and you're there. Sometimes my mom will call me after work and she'll be like, how was work? And I'm like, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same as it was before. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I guess it's different when, you know, you walk in the door and they want to hear about things and you're, you're a little more accountable mm-hmm. to them and everything that you've done and things like that because you know you're back there you're under their roof you're living by their rules in some ways I guess what I think is different though is that in high school you have a lot of activities and stuff after school Mm -hmm. and all of your friends are there so coming home you're usually drained by a lot of fun stuff and coming home from work every day I'm not necessarily not that my job isn't fun (laughs) but it's essentially the same every day it's so different. yeah mm-hmm. I wonder if because I think you know this transition into adulthood you have a lot of adjustments to make I mean if you're me you have a new job you have a new city you know you have a new people you have to be friends with new coworkers, and that there's just like a lot of new things coming at you at once mm-hmm. do you feel like staying at home and being and not having to deal with like a big move and you know, kind of, you know your neighborhood, you know that. Do you feel like that was helpful at all? Do you feel like that helped this last year, your adjustments, so that you could focus on work more? I mean, was was there any of that that you noticed or not really? Maybe it was kind of overwhelming in a different sense that, like, I felt kind of panic being like, okay, I'm going back. Like, when I didn't have a job, I was, like, stressed. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit at my parents' house over the summer. There's nothing new going on. There's nothing like different. I'm going to be seeing my high school friends. Like this is not really a new experience for me, which is like, it's Mm -hmm. kind of the opposite. You know, instead of being overwhelmed, moving to a new place, it's like overwhelmed kind of feeling like there's going to be nothing new and it's going to be kind of reverting back to those old like when you lived at home or when you came home over college breaks you know Mm -hmm. that kind of feeling where you're like I know all of this this is boring cool (laughs) I get that I will say that when I asked people how their relationships with their parents changed I was encouraged and it was kind of cool to hear that people had 
pretty positive things to say about their relationships with their parents since moving home. Allie L., who also lives in New Jersey, commutes to New York, said, There was a bit of a role reversal. As time went on, I began to view my parents as really close friends. I felt like it was my turn to start taking care of them, especially given that I was still living in their house for free. And Lauren L., who lived at home in Wisconsin during her job search, said, I had real adult conversations with my parents that I'd never had before. Those three months were a chance to relate to my parents as adults with unlimited time and access to them, something I haven't had since I was a senior in high school. So I'm curious if you have felt that same kind of positive shift in some ways, if you feel like you get to relate to them as adults a little bit more and maybe a little bit there's that added layer to your relationship with your parents. I think so. I think in terms of just like when I finally found a job and I was deciding between different options, you know, there was those sort of conversations about careers and about just sort of more adult things than I would have had in high school with my parents. And it was nice to have them there constantly and not have to call them, you know, every Mm -hmm. second about these kinds of decisions. So I think that that was nice, that they were there to be kind of on hand support. And it was a more mature conversation than we would usually have. Right. That's good. Yeah. I think it's become kind of obvious to me now that I'm back at home with my parents that they see me as definitely an adult, not an equal necessarily because I'm their kid, but someone whose opinion they can really take into account when they're making decisions. That's really cool. Another thing that I heard moving on from the parents' side is that obviously moving home changes your social life. And I don't know if it changes it for better or for worse. But again, I heard from Allie who said, I have to reach out to almost all of my friends in New York if I want to do something because I'm not always at the forefront of their minds. My friend Zoe from San Francisco said one of the biggest adjustments has been not living around friends who give you constant stimulation. And another Zoe from Chicago said that if she could do this last year at home over again, she would definitely make more of an effort to spend time with friends during the week. So it sounds like it's turned a social life into, you know, something that requires a lot of effort. And I I can see that because your commutes are long and it's different when you're back at home. So I'm curious what you guys have to say about the social life and the friends and how that's affected, you know, friends that live in the city. Okay. When is your last train home? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like one or yeah. two. Mine is 119. Oh, and yeah. I've become <laughs> 119 I've, on the I've dot. become very <laughs> familiar with the 119. Yeah. I I mean, the weekdays are hard. I usually just go home after work. And then on the weekends, I like my last train is 152. And sometimes for me, I'm like <laughs> We know I love the that exact you guys know I'm in it. Like I know I love that it's like one nineteen and one fifty two. Like yeah. I just that's great. Well my friends will be like, Are you getting the one fifty two? Like it's just like a thing. <laughs> that's great. So I've kind of I, sometimes I won't even go out in the city if I can't, like, find a place to crash because I don't want to take the 152. It's just annoying to mm-hmm. get there. Do you did you guys have the conversation with your parents about like a curfew or like how do you deal with like letting them know if you're going to be home that night. Like, do mm-hmm. they care or, or what? My parents don't care, which is nice. And usually I'll just text them on Friday and be like, hey, not coming home. And they just appreciate, like, the text because mm-hmm. they just want to know. Because, again, it like their logistics is what they're concerned about. They're like, am I going to have to pick her up after work? Or am I going to have to make her dinner? <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> right. Tough life. Um, yeah. But... 
they're not really strict. They don't care if I'm in the city all weekend, but they just kind of want to know. Okay, so we're going to take a second, but when I come back, I need to ask you guys about dating in the city and how that's changed. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code REALSIMPLE, that's one word, at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace designs sites that look professional, even if you don't know how to code and you have no skills. This is an intuitive site that's easy to use with state-of-the-art technology, and it's secure, and it's stable, and they have these cover pages that if you don't have a lot of stuff up there, you make this one-page site, it's easy, it puts all of your information up front, it's great. And Squarespace is trusted by millions of people, and it's only $8 a month, and if you sign up, you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. So start your free trial site today, no credit card required, at squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, just make sure to use the offer code REALSIMPLE to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Okay, so let's talk about dating. Okay. <laughs> your face is, is saying all. Was that ever a conversation that you've had? Has it come up when you've been out? Like what... What With my done? parents I'm about dating. If, if you've ever, like, if that's ever come up, like, that you would be like, oh, I'm going on a date or something like that. I don't know. I think that if I were going on a date, I would be semi-comfortable telling my parents, but it has not come up, which is maybe <laughs> lucky for all of us. I like was dating someone for most of the year that I was living at home Mm -hmm. which I think made things easier in a way okay I don't know if I would have been trying to date people in the city while still living at home that sounds like a nightmare to me what about you Becca um I mean I haven't had any boyfriends to speak about in the past year. I don't know if that's correlation or causation of living at home. It is kind of tricky when you go into the city and you meet people and you're talking and they're like, oh, like, live in the East Village. And you're like, no, like, live with my mom and my dad at home. Um, And so you can't really, like, it's kind of hard to, like, coordinate, like, going on dates and things like that when you're living at home. And it's also kind of, I just feel like I'm waiting for something. Like I'm waiting to move out and I feel like that'll make it a lot easier and that'll make me kind of feel less juvenile. I don't know, like less, like more, I don't know. Yeah, I get that. So let's talk, you've given a lot of little words of wisdom, but I feel like we should kind of try to get all of your insights from the last year in one place. And I heard a lot of great things from people who said something to the effect of try to frame it in a positive light. Paul C., who's living in New Jersey and commuting to New York, says, use the time at home productively. Use it as motivation to focus on work or finding a job. So if you had to give advice to all of these graduates moving out now, moving home and just flipping out about it, what would be, you know, your your takeaway from this last year? I would just say, like, enjoy it. I don't know. There's something nice about being home with your family and having family time. Mm -hmm. And I would say save your money. I wasn't really thinking about that in the beginning, especially when I first got a job. I was like, heck, yes, a paycheck, like (laughs) new shoes. But then I was like, okay, wait, I have to spend 
uh, how much in rent when I move into the city. It's and horrific. So, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> all right, this is going in a savings account. And so I've started to, you know, put the money that I would be spending on rent into my savings every month and kind of seeing how much I have left over and kind of budgeting in that way. Mm-hmm. What about you? What are your your pearls of wisdom for everyone? (laughs) I would say even more than just like, you know, basic savings, if the company that you work for allows you to like get a 401k through them, you should do that too. Because like you'll retire maybe someday, which like I haven't even done like most normal adult things yet, but doesn't hurt to start when you're not really spending like I have no expenses right now yeah which is cool and the like mental space and alone time that I get living at home I know I wouldn't have that in the city I mean I definitely I think that there's the the benefits of you save a lot you have the food you don't pay rent and there is also like a little extra family time that now you can come home as an adult having learned things and spend that time with your parents so I know that people out there there's plenty of articles that yell at us for being the boomerang generation and like blah all that stuff but it's good to have you guys here to say that there's a lot of perks too and that you know, you can come out of it net positive, <laughs> which I liked. That's great. Thank you guys so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks to all of you for joining me today for Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in the future, tweet them to me at Sam Zabel and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel. And if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to review and subscribe on iTunes. And don't forget to buy a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll have more answers next time. <laughs>